I want to now talk about value. And I want to talk about the perception of value. As well as the importance. Um, But more so the self-perception of it. Because this one is really, really key. It's really, really key. Um, In whatever your craft is, whatever kind of business you have, whatever it is, value is one of the most key words. And it really is the huge differentiator between the successful and the unsuccessful. Okay. If I'm honest with you, and I, I comment, I think this is quite obvious. Of course, the person who is high value will win, right? That's an obvious statement. Right? High value people will win, right? Or high value businesses, shall we say. High value people, high value businesses, high value brands, whatever the hell it is. I'm, I'm just, I was just assuming that... Um, you know, you were your brand. But if it's your business, your product, whatever the hell it is, when it's high value, it will win, surely. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's true. It will. It will win when it's high value. But how do you know that's high value? And so that's what I really want to talk about in this podcast, is how do we, how do we measure value? How do we measure Value. Tricky one, right? Tricky one. How do you measure value? And I feel like this is one that a lot of people get wrong. Okay. A lot of people measure value based on other people's opinions, but more importantly, the people that are close to them. So maybe like the the eight to 15 people that are closest to them. They will get the opinions of those eight to 15 people get the average opinion of that sample of 8 to 15 and they will use that to conclude the value of their business product, brand, whatever the hell it is, right? And I think that's a huge, huge mistake. Okay, this is a trap that a lot of... I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've fallen into this trap before. I think everyone has fallen into this trap before. Right? It's a trap. It is a trap. And it's very easy to fall into. Okay? That's what some people do. There's another group of people who primarily just use their own opinion as a measure of the value, like just their own opinion. So they'll block out their friends' opinions, they'll block out the world's opinions, but they'll just use their opinion to measure the value. Now, whilst I think that this is probably a more effective measure than the previous one I just mentioned, there's still flaws to it. There's still flaws to it, okay? And um, of course, I'll go through them in this, in this episode. Um, and then we have people who just don't measure their value at all. 
right? They have no idea. They have no clue. And, well, knowing the value of your product, brand, business, whatever the hell it is, knowing your value is extremely key in taking yourself forward. You need to know what you're worth. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a cliche, right? It's a very cheesy saying. You see it all the time. There's probably memes about it. Right? There's probably fucking memes about it. But it's, it's, it's very fucking true. There's so much truth to it. There's so much truth to it. You need to know what you're worth. You need to know what you're worth so that you don't get ripped off, so you don't, you don't go for anything less, and so that you can move at a good pace. It is, it is a cheesy thing. It is a cliche. And, um, and look, I understand that a lot of the things that I talk about, a lot, a lot of the things that I say, I understand that sometimes they can be quite cliche, they can be quite cheesy. I get that. I completely get that. Right? There's so many memes about all of this stuff. It's true. But do you know what it is? Do you know, what I've, do you know why I think these things come off as cheesy and cliche and, and the reason why there's so many memes, the reason why people laugh at this stuff? is because it's, it's, another, it's another way of hiding from the truth. Right? So what we tend to do is we tend to use humour to hide ourselves from the truth. Right, we can sometimes use humour to hide ourselves. And I think some people do that. I'm all up for laughing, I'm all up for jokes, right? I'm not saying I'm some super serious guy. Of course, I'm all up for jokes. But for me, what I care most about in this world is the truth, right? And I don't want anything to get in the way of that. If there's an obstacle that's getting in my way from the truth, I want to overcome that obstacle, right? Rather than hiding away from the truth, which is what a lot of people tend to do. A lot of people, they like to hide from the truth. And so they'll think, use things like humour to, to try and hide. And I think that's why a lot of, a lot of like, cheesy, cliche sayings out there, like, some of them have so much impact and meaning behind them, but because they've become a joke and they've become, like, you know, in inverted commas, cheesy, people ignore them. People, like, it's almost as if they've lost this meaning. Right, it's almost as if it's lost its meaning. Some of the, like the best coaches out there, some of the best mentors out there, some of the things they say have just been turned into a meme. And in my mind, I'm thinking, do you know how much meaning is behind what they just said? Do, do you know if you were to just do what they just said or apply what they just said, that could actually change your life. That could actually completely fucking change your life. But because it's a meme, you're just going to look at it and laugh at it. You're not going to actually going to apply it because then. The minute you start applying it, your friends might laugh at you because you're now doing what the meme says and you're, you, you've become the meme. You, you actually are the meme, right? And now you're terrified because now you don't want to be a fucking meme. And the worst part is you don't want fucking someone to fucking record you and fucking, you know, put you on, on you know, one of those big platforms where you've now just become that viral meme. You're, you're terrified of that because society's going to laugh at you and make fun of you. And, and that's the last thing you want, right? Because you really just don't want that judgment. You care too much about that judgment. So look, I get that. I'm, I'm, I thought I'd address that now because I do understand that some of these things 
can be cheesy and cliche and some people might hear me say these things and think well I just want to kind of uh, I kind of want to laugh at that but just understand that some of these sayings man they have so much fucking meaning behind them just trust me on this one trust me on this one if you just try and put the humour to the side and see the truth in it and apply it I swear it will change your life it will change your life Right, it will change your life completely. And those same people who were laughing at you because you went towards me, when you when they've seen your life change, they won't laugh anymore. Trust me. But look, it's not even about their opinion anyway. And that's what I wanted to address in this podcast too. But um So let's go through each of those um those measurements. And what I really want to talk about is like, you know, Ideally, which one is the most effective and how people should be measuring their value. And if I'm honest with you, there's no one right answer, but what we're going to really do is we're going to take the best. We're going we're gonna to create something good, something where you can really measure your value well, okay? So the first one we spoke about was the people that use, you know, the 8 to 15 people that are closest to them. They use their opinions, right? And... Just the walls in general too, but mainly just those people that are close to them and not their own. So basically, they've excluded themselves from this. They've excluded their opinion of, out of it and they're just involving um, everyone else's. So it's just an external opinion. It's nothing internal. Right. And like I said, we're going to focus on those 8 to 15 people closest to you. Now, I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard... Um, the same number cheese the same, don't worry. Um, but I don't know if you've ever heard, but they say, and there's, I think I've seen some research on this one somewhere. This, this, this had to have been proven, I think. I think I've read this in a paper somewhere um, or in an article, but um, they say that your personality, who you are today, is made up of the five people closest to you. Again, I'm not too sure how true that is. And things like that. But there is a lot of truth to it. Right? There is a lot of truth to it. And and I believe it. Right? Empirically, I'm not too sure, you know, like, what the results are on that. And whether it's actually statistically proven to be true or anything like that. But I believe it. I believe it. I do. Because I believe I'm very much, like, the five people closest to me. And I believe everyone who I've seen in my life, when I've seen the five people closest to them, they're very much like them too. Right, you're like a combination of all five of those people, right? And perhaps that number is maybe the thing that is a bit iffy. I think, I think a lot of people can agree that you are just made up of the people around you, right? Because they influence you, right? The people around us influence us. That's a human thing. You can't avoid that. Um, so in this first measurement of value. This is when that takes over. This is when that takes over so much that you, you begin to forget who you are yourself. You begin to forget your own value and you forget to begin, or you forget to begin, you begin to forget, you know, who you are or what you have to offer. Like, it's gone too far to the extreme. And it's a really tough one because in general, when it comes to insecurity, 
when it comes to worrying about other people's opinions, which, don't get it twisted, a lot of people go through, right? It's a human thing. It's a human thing and it's inbuilt into us, right? It's inbuilt into us. It's a human thing that's inbuilt into us. And it comes back from, you know, centuries and centuries and centuries ago. You know, back in the day we used to live in caveman days, right? This is why the insecurity exists. This is why, you know, we care so much about other people's opinions. Because we kind of had to for our survival once upon a time. We don't anymore. But once upon a time, we kind of had to for our survival. But now we don't. But unfortunately, that's still carried with us. Right, that internal that internal feeling is still carried with us. So, a lot of humans go through this. A lot of people go through this. I've been through this. Everyone does care about other people's opinions. Okay? But it's important to not go too far to the extreme of solely just using other people's opinions as a measurement of your value. The 8 to 15 people who are closest to you, you're terrified if they all say that you're, that you're weird and you're strange and that, yeah, your product is not that great. You're like, what? What? That means, that must mean that my product's horrible. That must mean that it's not great. That must mean that it's not great. That must, oh man, that must mean that I'm strange. That must mean that I'm weird. They, all those 8 to 15 people out of 7 with 7 billion, approximately 7 billion people in this world have just said that I'm, I'm weird. These 8 to 15 people are 7 billion have just, have just said that I'm weird and strange. That, that must mean that I'm weird and strange. How have you come to that conclusion from 8 to 15 out of approximately 7 billion? How the hell have you come to that conclusion? How, how does that even make mathematical sense? That's not even statistically correct. It's not even statistically correct. But, like I said, the reason why this exists, because social circles have a huge impact. Have a huge impact. Like I said, this used to be a survival instinct, right? Your social circle wasn't just your pals. It wasn't just people you used to hang around with and have fun with and that was it, and, you know, connect with and that was it. But it was people that you used to do all that stuff with and people that had your back for your own damn survival. That's where this insecurity comes from. But we now live in a world where you don't actually need other people for your own survival. Not like, as in, when I say other people, I mean your social circle like that. You don't need them for your survival. But of course you'd want them because, you know, he, would, he wants to be lonely, right? But that would suck. And that would actually have huge um, effects on your mental health if that was to happen as well. Okay? But you can still survive. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm not saying it's healthy at all. In fact, it's very unhealthy, but you could survive. You could survive. You could live. You could live alone. For sure. Be very unhealthy though. 
But yeah, you can. But the reason why everyone's put huge emphasis on that number, 80, 15 out of approximately 7 billion, is because this is how people are concluding their value. This is how they're measuring their value. And I just showed you that that just doesn't even statistically make sense. Excuse me. I've just logically shown you this. Right? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You need, for, for that measurement, you need to bring yourself into it more. You need to balance it out. You've gone too far the other way. You've gone too far external and less internal. Right? You've, you've almost completely forgotten yourself about what you actually think, about your thoughts, about your beliefs. You've completely left that. And all you care about is everyone else's beliefs, everyone else's opinions, everyone else's thoughts. And you've used all of that to make up yours. You've gone too far the other way. So people that use that as a measurement of their value, it's not an accurate measurement. It's far from accurate. Very far from accurate. So then the second one, the second one, although a little bit more effective, still has a downside. So the second one is when you ignore Completely ignore those 8 to 15 people, close people in your life, and also the world. You completely blank out all of their opinions. You blank out every single one of their opinions completely, 100%. And you only solely care about just you. Just your beliefs, your thoughts, your opinions. That's it. You don't care about anyone else's. You just care about yours. That's how you measure your value. Just from what you think, what you believe. Now, this one, so this one you've gone to the other extreme. You've gone far too internal and not external enough, right? And this does have consequences, okay? But I kind of want to go through the pros and cons. So a really cool thing about this one, well, I say cool, I don't know why I use that word cool to describe this, honestly. But a good thing about going far too internal, or just going internal in general, should we say, is because you stop caring about other people's opinions, you're a much more confident person. You come across as much more confident. People will trust you more because you come across as much more confident. You come across as someone who knows exactly what they're worth. That's how people perceive you. People will come up to you, meet you and think, wow, this guy really, really, he's so sure of himself. This guy is so sure of himself. Or this girl is so sure of himself. So sure of their business. So sure of their product. They're so absolutely sure. And people question it. People be like, wow, if they're so sure that they make me sure of it. Do you know what I'm saying? This is the effect that it has on other people. Okay? So that's a good part of it. But it does have a bad side to it when you go too far internal. When you go too far internal and blank out about people's opinions, it's hard to progress. It's hard to progress because your opinion can be quite biased for a start because it's you and 
um, you know, you can chuck in a level of narcissism into this and you can kind of take self-love a bit too far and arrogance can come out of it too. Um, and um, that's kind of the, the negative sides to that. And you'll completely ignore good feedback from the world. The world will give you feedback and you will just completely ignore it. And so progress will happen quite slowly. It even won't happen because you've ignored everyone else's progress. Uh, everyone else's progress. You've ignored everyone else's opinion. In other words, you've ignored potential consumers' opinions or, or you've actually ignored your consumers' opinions. And so you will lose them as consumers. Or, so you will lose those guys as consumers. Or, they, they will see that level of arrogance and it will kind of put them off. But when you go far too internal, that's the consequences, that's what can happen. And it's an interesting one. It really is. Because how do you know? That's the, that's, when we're trying to tackle this logically, how do you know what your value is? Just yourself. If you want to use any other external means, how do you know what your value is? What have you done to come up with that? Have you got like, have you got data to back that up? You, I mean, you might have data, but what kind of data do you have? I mean, you've ignored everyone else's opinion. So they, like other people, your consumers can't be data. So what is data? What, just your opinion of how good your website looks? Just because you use your favorite color on the background, now you think it's 10 out of 10? Now, now because you think it's 10 out of 10, what your consumers are all going to think is 10 out of 10 because you use your favourite colour. Now everyone in the entire world needs to think that. No, not at all. Some people might hate your background. And this is another problem when you use this as a measurement of value is because you're not very open to feedback. When you get negative feedback, you don't take it very well. Right, people that come under this category don't take it very well. They won't take that feedback very well. Right, if you think that red is the best colour in the world, that's your favourite colour, and someone then looks at your website, so imagine you put red on your website, someone then comes to your website and says, wow, that colour is disgusting. Red is a disgusting colour. You should have used blue. You're now going to react to that. You might just send them another message saying, oh, you fucking dickhead. Are you stupid? Are you fucking stupid? Red is the best colour in the world. Oh, what do you mean blue? Blue is ridiculous. Blue is the stupidest, shittest colour in the world. You must be blind. You must be fucking... I don't know. I don't know where you learn. I don't know where you're educated, but you... Wow, you've got it all mixed up. You, you are literally... Do you know what I mean? You, you would take it so badly. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has their own opinions. You need to understand that. Everyone has their own opinions. They're entitled to their own opinion. You have your own opinions. Red might be your favourite colour, blue might be someone else's. Everyone has their own opinions. And when it comes to measuring the value 
whether your brand, your business, your product. You need to understand that you're not going to appeal to 100% of the world. To the approximately 7 billion people out there, you're not going to appeal to all of them. You're not. You're not going to appeal to all of them. You're not going to be attractive to all of them. You're not. But someone who's very, very internal has gone that extreme will think that they can. Because they've completely blocked out everyone else's opinions. So that's the negative side of that. That's a negative area of measuring value that way. I want to talk about an interesting study um, I may have mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because it fits in very well with this topic. Um, but this is a study that I was actually part of. So when I was at university, um, or college, um, I know they call that college in the US. Um, when I was at university... We did a study in psychology and it was all about attraction and mate selection, right? So it was mainly to do with like dating, um, but the reason why I bring this up is because it still had to do with the idea of value. So in that study, what we had to do was we had to stick a number on our head. So we didn't know the number, so we were all given a random number from zero to, I don't even know what the, the, the max number, but I think it was from zero to, I think it was zero to 150, I think. But anyways, yeah, so it was within that range. Everyone had a number within that range somewhere, okay? And I forgot how many people there were in the study. It was probably like, probably like 30 people in the study. Right, 30 participants. And we all had a number between zero and about 150, maybe 100, but yeah, it was something like that. But we didn't know what that number was. We had to stick it on top of our forehead so everyone else could see our number, but we couldn't see our number. So we never knew what that number was. And the person who led the study, they told us to just go and find someone to partner with. They weren't very specific. They didn't say like what to look for. They just said, Go and partner with someone. And so immediately what ran through everyone's head was, right, I want to get someone who's got a high number. That, that was just a human thing. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about that too much, but what I really want to talk about is how we were able to find our own value. So this is where all the interesting stuff happens. Because you're now, everyone's walking around the room looking at each other's numbers, right? And of course, no one knows what a number is, but we're using other people's reaction to our number to judge our own number. That's what we did in that, in that study. We're using other people's reaction to try and get a, you know, a gorge of, of you know, whether we're high or low. At the end of the day, that was what mattered. You know, are we a high number? Are we a low number? Like, what's our value? Right? Am I a low number? Does that mean I can't get someone, you know, who's who's got like 98 written on their head? Or am I a high number? Am I, am I, you know, 70, which means I should really 
be partnering with someone quite high. It was, it was hard to figure out, so we had to use other people's reactions to try and find this. And we were given a time limit as well. I forgot the time limit was, but we were given a specific time limit. But I'm not too sure if that mattered too much. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite interesting to, to, to kind of see that. And so what ended up happening was people actually ended up partnering with people who were kind of similar to them. Now, I don't remember whether the results were significant or not. I can't remember um, if they were significant results. That's one thing I can't remember. But I do remember that a lot of people did partner with someone that had a number that was quite close to them. Right? It was quite close. It was quite close. In other words, you know, a good, uh, in my comments, a good match. And we just used each other's reactions for that. So I thought that was really, really interesting because I feel like... This is how a lot of us measure our own value. We use other people's opinions of us. And this is what I mean. There, there is a level of importance to it. Okay. And I think the perfect balance is when you have both. You have that internal part to you, but you also have the external. And so that's what I now want to talk about. <clears throat> and I want to talk about what I think is a sweet spot. So I think the sweet spot is when you have a good mix of the two. Don't go far too one way, don't go far too the other. Have a good mix of the two, right? Know what your worth is inside. Know that what you have to offer is good because you put in the effort, you put in the work. It's got, it's got you, it's you in this. But also understand that not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone's going to like your product. Not everyone is going to like what you have to offer. It's... It's impossible to please everyone. It's actually impossible to please all 7 billion people on this planet. Well, I'm not too sure if it's actually impossible, but it's, it's, I'm not too sure if it's actually been done yet. Pleasing all 7 billion, approximately 7 billion people in this world is something that I've, you know, for, for as long as I've existed, I haven't seen anyone be able to do, but I don't know, maybe someone has actually done it before, I'm not too sure, but it's very, very, very difficult, very difficult to do, right, very, because everyone has different beliefs, everyone has a different social group around, everyone has, you know, different opinions that are formed, different personalities, they come from different backgrounds, with different beliefs, it's, it's, it's really, really hard to do, so you need to be able to accept that fact. That's the truth. What I've just said is the truth. You can't please everyone. It's, but this game is not about pleasing everyone. It's not about pleasing everyone. Because if you try and do that, you are going to try You are going to stress yourself out like crazy. And more to the point, you're going to forget your internal side. You're actually going to forget your own value. Right? That's when you go far too the other way. So you need to have a good mix of the two. You need to understand that you can't impress everyone, but you do need to understand that this is you. This is you. This is what you're putting out in the world. You know who you are. You know your high value. You know your product is good because you put in the effort. You put in the hours to make it good. You put in the hours to make it good quality. But you also know that it won't impress everyone. And also, be open to feedback. 
Right, so from the people that it doesn't impress, ask them why. Why doesn't it impress you? I'm not saying that you need to bow down to them, do the exact thing to go and impress them, because perhaps by impressing them, and you know, perhaps if you take on their feedback and then make the necessary tweak to impress them, you may then lose the other people. The other people who thought it was good before may now, so they, the two might swap over. The other people now may think it's not that great because you made that change. Can you see what I mean? You can't please everyone because everyone has different opinions. Everyone has different beliefs. And this is why you need to bring yourself into it, right? You need to be the final judge because you're the one that makes the decisions. You're the decision maker. So you, you get to, you have the final say, okay? You have the final say. So do find that perfect mix of everyone else's opinions especially the ones who are close to you. Yes, by all means, see what their opinion is. It's good for feedback. It's also good to give you a gorge at the level you're at, but also understand your own value too and understand that it's okay to disagree with those. It's okay if all 15 of those people that are closest to you don't like your product or your business, whatever it is. It's, it's okay that those 15 people don't like it because whilst those 15 people don't like it, perhaps 2 million people might. Out of the 7 billion, approximately 7 billion people in this world, 3.5 billion might not like it. That's a lot of people. That's half the population. But the other 3.5 billion might. Right? <laughs> the other 3.5 billion might. So it's okay if your 15 closest friends don't like the value you have to offer. It doesn't mean that it's not high value. It doesn't mean that it's not good. It doesn't mean that at all. That's just 15 out of 7 billion. You have to bring yourself into it and you have to understand that you're the final decision maker. Disagree with those 15 people. Un- accept their opinion. Accept that they're entitled to their opinion. But it's okay to disagree with them. Disagreements are fine. As long as you accept that everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And you accept that it's absolutely normal. It's okay to disagree with them. You know, I, I get that all the time. You know, some people might say, oh, it's this, it's that. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Um, um, thank you for your feedback. I'm glad of that. But thank you for your feedback. I'm glad of that. Um, but after... After listening to this song, um, I'm quite happy with it. But honestly, thank you for your feedback. I do appreciate that. I can see why you might see it maybe too loud. Um, I personally don't think it is. Um, <clears throat> I think it's fine. I think it appeals. And I think I'm still going to put it out there. And, and, you know, then I still do it. And then I get loads of other people liking it. More than 15. And um, that's, that's how, you can, how you can move forward with that. So really balance the two when it, comes to, when it comes to measuring your value, okay? It's the sweet spot that I think will give you the most accurate measurement. It's that sweet spot. It really is that sweet spot. 
that will give you the most accurate measurement value. Look, it's very hard to get 100% like this. It's very hard to give a number to yourself. It's a very hard thing to do. It's, I think that's almost borderline impossible because to do that means there needs to be some kind of judge. But if you were the judge of that, how do you judge the value? What, do you use empirical results? Do you use data? Fair enough. But it's no easy job trying to precisely get to the letter what someone's business or what someone's something is, is, is worth. And so what people tend to do is tend to use money, right? Because money's an obvious one, like number, right? It has a figure to it. So people tend to use money, you know, this business is worth a two million, this business is worth, you know, 5,000. Of course, that business is higher value. Fair enough. They've used that, that empirical number. They've used that, that, uh, that figure to come to that conclusion. That's the data that they've used. And fair enough, but, but in my opinion, that hasn't got much to do with value per se, because you can still come from an internal point of view because um, I think what if that that company or whatever it is that's worth 5,000 just hasn't been marketing themselves very well? What if they were to market themselves using an effective marketing strategy that's more effective and, and gets to more people? And what if they then did that and then they now boosted up to about 5 million Did their value change just because of the way they marketed themselves? No. What changed was their marketing strategy, not their value. Their value never changed. Their value remained the same. All that changed was how they marketed that value, how they communicated that value. But their value remained the same. And, um, I mean, we don't talk about this episode, but, I mean, that's, that's the huge importance of putting yourself out there. But yeah, I, I really want to talk. I really want to talk about um, that that uh, measurement of value because I feel like a lot of people can fall into those traps of going far too external or far too internal. And I know I've been on both sides of the extreme, right? I've been on both sides of the extreme. I've I've gone far too external before, and believe you me, it, is, it left me in a very unsatisfied place because you really lose yourself and you just bow down to other people's opinions of you. And it's horrible because there's a part of you that's saying, I don't like this, but you're doing it anyway because, like, because just to please your friends, just to please those 8 to 15 people that are closest to you, and it, it doesn't feel right when you do that. But I've also been on the other side of the extreme as well, where I've completely blanked out everyone else's opinions. And I've wondered, why am I not making any or much progress and it's because I've gone too far the other way and I haven't appreciated that everyone has their own opinions and I haven't taken on feedback, I haven't made tweaks, I haven't like, you know, spoken to someone, actually evaluated what they're saying to me in their opinion and, and come to some kind of agreement of, of a tweak that I can maybe make, if, if I agree, but it's completely okay to disagree as well, but if I agree. So yeah, measurement value, really important, it's really important to understand, man, 
That sweet spot is key, okay? If you're in those traps, try and get to that sweet spot, okay? Try and get to the sweet spot because those traps can really, really, like, stop your progress and they can harm you mentally too, right? It's critical, man. Measurement of value, 